Hey everyone, in this video I want to talk about getting close to Hashem. I want to just define what that is. Um, but first, I just want to also let you know that if you want to listen to this video in audio format, you can head over to my podcast channel, iTunes, and Google Play, and Spotify, and all those places. And you can download this from there so you can listen to it while you're driving, or cooking, or who knows what else. Um, for those who are watching it in the video format that we have here. So, what I want to just do is really try to define and explain how we get close to Hashem, because with Hashem, the thing is that, you know, I think we all talk about, or some of us talk about the idea of how we want to get close to God, or we want to somehow achieve whatever the point of this whole Torah life and Torah system and spirituality system that we have here, and we want to sort of get to that point where we really feel like we, we sort of did it. And, you know, I think um, there's like a very strong sense that, well, we're all sort of, we, we hope and we want to, and we aspire to one day have a connection with Hashem um, and really sort of get somewhere with this. And uh, we have all these role models from the past, especially if you look inside the Torah and sort of you see all these different characters that seem to have some kind of real direct connection with Hashem. And we sort of say things like, well, they're on a really different level. And, you know, uh, we really, we hope to one day get to that level, but, you know, we're just not on their level. And so there's this sort of embedded assumption and almost sometimes a, a, a negative feeling that comes from it, which is that maybe we'll never be able to get to that. And maybe it's just, you know, I just don't know how. And like, we're just too far away and just not on the level enough to do that. But what if there was actually um, a way to achieve that? And maybe the word level isn't really the best word, because what if there's almost like a methodology of how to get close to Hashem that we're just if we just learn the methodology and the mechanics of it in a clearer way, then we could actually just do it. And the funny thing is that I don't, not only do I think that there is such a methodology that actually gives you the tools to get close to Hashem in the ways that our predecessors did. You know, you're looking at Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov and Moshe and all these different people in the, in the, in the Chumash, in the Tanakh, uh, throughout, you know, all of the Bible writings, all these people, the Nevi'im prophets who were getting close to Hashem, and so uh, not only do, do I think that there is a way to actually do what they did, um, I think that way is way closer than you really tend to assume or imagine. And, you know, when I first was exposed to this, I was like, this is mind-blowing. Completely changed the way I thought about myself and about the whole, you know, the whole process of what it is that we're doing when we involve ourselves in the Torah. And, and so I, I want to sort of try to show that a little bit in this video and, and, and explain it. Um, and see how far we get with that, and then we'll do like a, a sequel to this also, and, and see if we can uh, take it all the way, sort of take it further with that. Now, I just want to stress that um, when I say there's a method and like a way to do this, so what I really mean is that there's almost like um, there's a system, and when you know the system, when you understand the system, and when you can, when you have an intuitive um, understanding of the system already, so then it really starts to turn on and really function very intensely, um, but. You have to also remember that there is some level of process sort of getting from point A, where you are now, to point B, being close to Hashem. Um, there is a process there, but it's not a process where you're just sort of hoping that one day you'll just get there. It's a process in which you sort of know where you're at, and you can sort of watch it happen. And, and then you can really, I'm not going to say you could take full control of it, but there's a lot more of a sense of, of, of progress and development going on than when you're just kind of going through the motions of whatever your 
Torah observant, mitzvot observant lifestyle is, and then you're just sort of like, oh, uh, if I just keep doing this enough, maybe I'll eventually get there. So this is more directed and more focused than that. Um, okay, so with that kind of like as a, as a it's an important caveat to understand this is still a process, but it's a process that's more directed. So let's first sort of describe what we mean and define what exactly it means to be close to Hashem. So the Torah has this word that it uses a lot, and the word and a, a lot, but a bunch of times. Parshas Akev is one of the more more, more known and memorable ones, um, where actually in Sefer Dvarim it's pretty much where this shows up. That um, that is the last book of the Torah, the last book of the Bible, um, and so it says there that um, one of the things you're supposed to do is you're supposed to ledav kabo, and the word davak usually means to be like attached or glued or you know very closely adjacent, adherent to Hashem. And so you're supposed to sort of, you're supposed to bring yourself to that place where you're literally attached to Hashem. And there's a, there's a medrash on that uh, statement, which, and this actually is a mitzvah that then is, cat, is cataloged later on by some of the, of the commentaries from a thousand years ago, um, including Sefer Achino, who basically describe this as there's like uh, a way to sort of get close to Hashem, to attach yourself to Hashem. And they, they basically spell it out. So, and the way to do what they write is that just like if in order to get close to Hashem, you have to sort of like be similar to Hashem. Like the way that Hashem is, you have to also be that same way. And it gives you this like certain more classic, well-known ones like, well, Hashem is constantly operating with Rachamim, which means that he views others as sort of like a part of himself. And so that's what the word Rachamim means. And that's what we, it leads to like, you know, it's often translated as mercy. So it's kind of like, well, if you view someone as a part of you, so then you're going to treat them very differently than if they're sort of opposite you and, and other than you. People who are other than you, you might judge them more intensely. You might try to evaluate them and decide if they live up to your standard of things. Whereas opposed to if someone is, is a part of you, it's like someone who's in your family and you're just sort of relating to them from a place of, of love and of like they're sort of just part of who I am. So then you won't necessarily, you'll, you're, you're going to treat them much more, what we'll call it mercifully, where you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever they do is fine because it's just like, you're almost like, yeah, he's just like me, like we're the same. So you kind of just, you give them the same level of leeway that you would give yourself, which is what Rachamim actually means. So just like Hashem is Rachum and he's like that, so you're also supposed to be like that if you want to be attached and close to Hashem. And it gives you a list of different things like that, how the way that Hashem is, the way that you should be. That's what the Medrash describes. This is really, you know, the, the Medrash there and all the Midrashim in general, they're taking things that are in the Chumash and they're giving you some sort of, um, you know, they're, they're filling it out and they're analyzing it a little bit to sort of give you a sense of, well, what does this really entail? And they expect you to have enough of the tools necessary to unpack what it is that they're referring to so you can sort of understand it. But the question is, how do you actually do that? So let's just for a second leave that on the side and let's go now and try to understand um, for ourselves, well, if I had to contrast that Medrash's idea of like, well, if I just, if I operate the way that Hashem operates, then I'm going to be attaching myself to Hashem. And let's contrast that with what it's like when you try to actually get close to another person. Now we're going to try to, you know, say in the beginning, well, we, get, we would assume that getting close to another person and getting close to Hashem is somewhat different because another person, well, you know, there's a person there and they have a body and there you could see them and you could talk to them. And with Hashem, it seems to be different from that. And so we have, you know, we have one methodology of the Medrash describing how to get close to Hashem. Now we're going to sort of explore for a second how do you actually get close to another person. And then I think, let's you just, you know, think about it carefully. But you have to sort of feel your own experiences. And I want you to go into your mind and think about a particular person that you, are, that you now feel you could say you are somewhat close to them. And I want you to remember 
back in the beginning of your knowing them when you did not have that level of closeness where you really had just met them and they were completely foreign and new for you. And I want you to sort of feel the nuance and the experience of what it is that you went through in the process from point A, where you did not know them at all and are meeting them for the first time, to point B, where now they are someone who's very close. For those who are in a you know spousal relationship right now, so that's a very usually a very useful example of this. Because when you when you are in, when you're married to somebody, and then you you know you you share your space with them, you're so in the in the same context so often, and then you know you imagine how you used to not know them, and like you were foreign to each other, and like you know it's just like if you now today look at a person who you're not married to, who you don't know at all, and be like. What if, like, I was in 10 years from now married to that person and I just started with them today, and then in 10 years we, like, we would just know each other like that. We would have that level of familiarity, and it's such a weird, weird mental phenomenon to think of that because it's just kind of like, well, you know, today you have a person you're actually married to, so you feel the familiarity. And then to look at a completely foreign person and be like, like, I can actually go from foreignness experience of this person to familiarity experience of this person. And then to sort of try to sift through like the difference between the foreignness sensation experience and the familiarity sensation experience and like what exactly is the difference between those two things and if you can articulate what the difference between those two things is and, and you essentially have put your finger on what is the difference between being close to somebody and being far now you might say but it's so obvious like you know where i'm so i'm just close to that person that's just what it is well i'll just mention first of all if you can only say things like i'm just close to them and that's just what it is that means that you don't actually have the ability to articulate what it is that you are experiencing, then you don't really live and understand what it is that you're experiencing. You're sort of keeping it in potential, sort of like buried underneath, not really clear and understood. And it's just kind of like this background experience that's almost happening uh, on its own, and you're just sort of there along for the ride. If you want to really uh, truly get and, and control and understand what it is that you're going through, you have to be able to take it from where it's buried inside of you and articulate it into the outside so you can actually see it for what it is and understand it. And the fact that it's difficult to articulate just shows that it's something which is so deeply buried that it's hard to do that, right? And things that are that are not as deeply buried, you can articulate very easily. You can say, what color shirt you're wearing? It's white. It's, you know, it's so if you, don't, if you don't look down, you don't see it. It's a little hard to articulate, you know, offhand if you're not thinking about it. But like, it's much easier because it's really much closer to the surface. But very deep experiential aspects of our being that are hugely significant and central, just like this, the idea that you can get close to another person, we don't articulate them very often. So then we have a very hard time even understanding what's happening. We don't think about it. And then it just happens sort of almost like in a background way in our lives. So, and we're going to talk more about that in a minute, how significant and important it is to be able to articulate these things. But I want you to think about that. Like, you know, what exactly is the difference between the two situations, like the foreignness where this person who's foreign to you and now a person who, you know, you're close to and they're not foreign. Now they're familiar, familiar versus foreign. So I think when you sort of delve into that a little bit and start to feel out what's happening, so you'll, you'll, you'll sort of understand, first of all, that th there's a reason why it's not so clear. Because even though there's an experience of familiarity with this person, but like on the objective level, measurably, there really is no difference between you know, the situation where there's foreignness and where there's familiarity on the measurable outside external objective level. What do I mean by that? Well, let's say um, I'm standing really close to somebody. So there's a person right next to me and I have my arm around them. So like now we're close, right? That's what we would say. We're physically close. So there it's very measurable. It's like now my body and this person's body, they're right next to each other, right adjacent to each other. So that we could say is like, oh, that's a certain type of closeness. Like 
that's true. But it's also kind of arbitrary because if I just shove them away, now they're 10 feet away, now we're distant. And now, so that closeness is just, you know, it's something which is a function of just that kind of space. And if you think about it, like, you know, even when you are physically, physically close to somebody and you might feel like by being physically, physically close with them, it actually makes you also more familiar with them. But the physical closeness itself is not really the closeness that we're talking about here. So like your spouse, for example, I mean, usually in a marriage relationship, the man and the woman are very physically familiar with each other. In other words, they're physically close because they're sexually intimate. And so then at the same time, though, that's something which is not, it's, it's, a, it's, it's literally a physical, mechanical uh, situation. And then there's the experience of it, though. There's like the physically mechanical situation of the sexual intimacy. And then there's also just the two selves on the level of their experience of each other. They now say, well, since we had our physical proximity taking place in an unusual way, which is what physical intimacy does, it's like, it's pretty exclusive, unusual, and therefore it's like not so common. So that leads to this heightened sense of familiarity through the physical experience. So what that means is that physical closeness is not actual closeness that we're talking about here, but it is something which can operate as a catalyst. It can help you to experience what you would describe as actual closeness that we're trying to talk about here between you and another person. So what that kind of leads to is sort of this uh, understanding that maybe what's act, that if we wanted to define what real closeness sort of is, when we say it's like a familiarity, so it's what we would call an experiential familiarity, an exp the experience of sort of like being familiar with someone. In other words, let, to use the word of the Torah, the Torah, the Torah uses the word da'as for this, the word da'at. So the Torah, whenever it describes sexual intimacy between two people who are actually doing it in a way that is designed to create you know, what we're talking about here, what we call closeness. So it uses the word da'at, like the phrase in Parshas Bereshis, which describes the first sexual encounter between Adam and Chava. So it says, Vayeda ha'adam et ishto. Vayeda there means, you should translate it means to know, but the word da'at doesn't really mean to know the way we use it in English. To know in English could mean to have data information in your mind. You have, you know, you remember things. The word da'at means to, that you experience something in such a way that now it becomes part of your sense of your own self. That's what da'at means. So you could think of it as, it's, it's called in Chazal, it's called, and, and, and later writers, it's called Lashon Chibur. So Lashon Chibur means a language of connection. Now, of course, here again, we're using the word connection, which has something to do with like, you know, um, closeness, it's the same type of idea. I'm trying to sort of define and spell out the mechanics of closeness between you and a person that you are um, physically intimate with. Um, so what's happening here, like when the, the reason why the Torah uses the word da'at, to describe physical intimacy and sexual intimacy is because what's happening there is that there is a very intense physical proximity between two people's bodies and that leads to a very uh, uh, you know familiarity creating context where now you and on, on the level of yourself which is really just you as a neshama are now sort of experiencing this other neshama through the physical context as almost being a part of you now and so that's really what we're saying here. Lashon chibur, lashon of de'a, of da'at, of somebody else, means that there's this sense of like, this person and me, now ourselves are actually like more, like, like I view her now as an, almost like an extension, an aspect, or like a part of myself. So that's what's happening with physical proximity. Even when you just do, and, and so the Torah uses the word da'at for the sexual example, but even if you're just doing more benign or less uh, extreme or less intense examples of physical proximity, just giving somebody else a hug. So that physical closeness that's being, um, you know, manifest between you and the other person, it actually also generates some level of, 
not as intensely as actual sexual intimacy, but it generates some level of da'as connection because you're sort of like the physical proximity represents some level of familiarity. That's why it's like, you know, hugs are basically like familiarity creators in a certain way, but not that now you're more familiar with the body. There's a little bit of familiarity with the body, and now it also leads to a little bit of familiarity between the cells. Sexual intimacy is a very intense familiarity with the body because the bodies are fully exposed to each other, and there's a lot of body um, interaction, and that leads to a very heightened uh, familiarity of the self, of the neshama, through the channels of the body. So what we have so far, what that means is, is that we have this, um, we have this context in which there's you know, ways to express through space some kind of proximity, closeness, and then that leads to da'as, which means essentially uh, closeness and connection of the selves. Lashon chibur, of connection. L'chaber means to take two things and sort of link them together. And so that's what the word da'as always signifies. It, it signifies some concept of connection and of, of bridging the distance or gaps between two selves through the medium of the physical you know, uh, world that we're in. Okay, so if that's all relatively clear, and correct. So that really gives us sort of like a, an interesting set of set of thoughts now about how to think about closeness between people, because what we're sort of saying is, well, closeness between people is not really, um, it's not just, it's just not just like a vague thing like familiarity. It starts off with sort of like, I am trying to create a sense that this person is in, in my perception is not really other than me anymore. Now she is essentially like that self is like a part of myself. You can also encounter this thought process through exclusion. In other words, whenever somebody dies, so um, what happens is whenever you have someone in your life who you're close to and their body turns off and it stops working, which is what we call death in English, so that, um, that situation now creates this, this sense that you lost a part of yourself. And what that means is that now since there is no longer opportunities for you to experience um, their self within yourself, through the body, because the body is no longer working as a gateway for the other self to sort of shine into your into your space. So now you're basically you get the sense that you lost access to them, and since they've been part of yourself, yourselves have been mixing together through the through the um, the you know the body experiences of life. So now when their body turns off, you suddenly feel like you you lost access to the self, and it's almost like they got pulled out of you. So you think about it as like whenever you have physical proximity to another self through the body, and the two, and then there's das happening, like, the, like you and them are now um, connecting through the, through the experience of, I'm experiencing you almost like as a certain part of myself. Think of the das as like these two selves are now mixing, you're merging with them, and you're entangling with each other. And so even though you're still separate bodies, but there is this like connection, connecting process between you and the selves. And then when, when the other person's body dies at some point, so now you no longer have access to them to, through their body, and now all those connections, you sort of feel it like, oh, I sort of lost them, and it gets ripped out, and you feel like they're now missing from yourself because now there's no way to access them anymore. And the whole process of mourning is learning how to sort of come to terms with that and also still realize that in certain ways the connections are actually still alive, which is a separate discussion about how to understand death. But the point right now is that through that kind of process of exclusion now, you can also see what we mean when we talk about das and closeness. In other words, since, since you know that when someone dies, you feel like you're losing a part of yourself, that means that when you get closer to someone, you're actually sort of gaining something that becomes a part of yourself. And so if you think of yourself as a, as a neshama, as this intangible, um, not physical, sort of like coming through the body, 
And this is what, we, what, you know, what you're using the body to basically create these connections and experiences of connection between you and other selves. So that's the meaning of chibur. And to be a, and chibur is from the same as the word chaver. Like whenever you create a friendship, that's what a relationship is. Relationships are simply the two neshamos. Essentially, you can think of them almost like as if they're extending tendrils, like ropes of connectors made out of the same type of material that they're reaching out across the gap that the bodies basically convey. I'm over here and you're over there. That's what the body says. The body tells you that you're separate from other selves. And instead, you're trying to now reach across that gap using the body by talking, by hugging, by waving, by sharing, whatever it is that you're doing. And that creates like connections between you, the self, and the other self. And it creates attachments. And that's what we mean when we say closeness and familiarity between two people. Now, when you think about that a little bit, well, that's pretty profound because what that sort of means is that even though you might have thought that closeness between you and another person is super simple and very different than how it is with Hashem because, well, we're all people and I can see you and you can see me and so we can get close to each other because that's just how, that's what people do. We make relationships. It's actually way more profound and complex than that because realize that closeness is not about the bodies. We are really talking about a process in which you're using the physical tools of the body to actually create connections between the selves. And the selves are not visible. In fact, the das is something which is like, it is, it is, it is ineffable. You cannot even describe. I, actually, I would encourage you to try. Try describing the experience of, of the specific connection that you have with another self. Like the person that you love. You can tell people things like, I love her, or we're so close. You're talking about it in a sort of like a, a roundabout way. But to actually describe the experience of closeness that you have with another person in terms of like how you and them have shared so much of yourselves with each other that now you're almost like one self in two bodies. There's no way to articulate that verbally because it can't actually be said out loud because the whole world of the neshama and the world of the das are things that are purely experiential and they cannot be said directly. They can be said using analogies, but that's also like a, it's a pointer to guide someone towards that. But you can't really say directly what's happening inside of the das experiential side of your being. And so what that means is that the relationship, the idea of relationships, which by the way, everyone in the world talks about relationships. This is like a very common thing. We all know we're here to have relationships or we want to have relationships. We're trying to build relationships, healthy relationships, distorted relationships, relationship problems. Like the whole concept of relationship is so um, obvious and so central to our lives. And yet it is so profound and so unspoken in its profoundness. So, which is a very funny phenomenon that you have a situation where you have something which is so central and so profound and yet it is so uh, not described clearly in that way. And so just when you sort of think about that a little bit, what it really leads to is an awareness that first of all, well, my process of getting close to others, there's like something happening besides just me hugging them or do whatever other instinctive things I have, I, I feel like I want to do. You instinctively talk to other people, hug them, kiss them, you know, hang out with them, go bowling, whatever activities you're doing. And that's all external things that are designed to create this intangible underlying connection between you and them through this process. And it's like, that's really uh, like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's something which is under, understated and underrated between people. Now, once you sort of start to direct your attention to this situation and start to realize that your understanding of closeness between you and other people is actually much more intangible and profound than you thought, so then you can start to become aware of, well, hey, maybe that if I can sort of understand more about how I get close to other selves and what I'm really doing, and then I can maybe do it better 
and do it more on purpose. And then the next part of that is going to really be to see, well, that's actually exactly the same thing as getting close to Hashem. And there's no real difference here. And so what we're going to sort of start to see is, well, that's exactly what the Medrash means. The Medrash we started off with in Parshas Akev, which describes that you have to be similar to Hashem. Well, being similar to Hashem is actually part of the mechanics of how you get close to another person. When you decide to get close to somebody else, what you're doing is you're slowly figuring out how to find the similarities within you and within them so you can then create bridges through those similarities that connect you and them. And when you can create those bridges using those similarities, that's part of the mechanics of the system that we're talking about here. So when we say there's a way to get close to Hashem on purpose, there's also a way to get close to other people on purpose using exactly the same methodology and the similarities between us are part of that methodology. And so to sort of summarize all that, A, the way that we get close to each other is something which is much more profound and intangible than, than is usually you know, discussed or articulated. B, there is a very um, specific method or series of, of, of steps that we use instinctively all the time, essentially by accident, in order to create closeness and familiarity with other selves. C, we can actually develop uh, a more proactive, on-purpose way of creating that kind of closeness, that kind of dveikut with other selves also. And D, that same methodology also is exactly the same when working with Hashem. And then you can also create that with Hashem. When you can do all of that, you know, all those, and you understand all those phases, and then you can actually start to build that, that's when we get into the more effective way of actually really getting closer to what our, our ancestors, our predecessors did and are still doing somewhat with Hashem. So that's going to be in the next video, we're going to try to unpack a little bit more how the familiarity and the similarity component of the Medrash really plays out. And then, and then we're going to try to take that all the way into the Hashem area and show you how you and Hashem actually are also very similar in exactly the same ways that you and other people are similar. We all have certain common things that are, are what essentially bring us together. And that's the process that we can then use to create genuine dveikut and closeness with Hashem. Hope you enjoyed that. Check out the other videos in the channel and the podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in the next video.